special edition, special edition of the Boardroom Podcast, uh, live from Meridian, Mississippi. I'm, I'm joined with uh, Ward, let's see, Ward 1 Alderman, Natalie Lynch, and then Ward 5 Alderman, uh, Beth Ross. And we, uh, we're here in uh, the hotel in the Meridian uh, to bring you a live uh, podcast. We're going to talk about several different things, but uh, Natalie, you want to say hello? Hey, Chad. Uh, thanks for having us. I'm excited to be part of the podcast tonight. Yeah. Thank you Beth, very much. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you very much. We're here at the Three Foot Hotel. Three Foot Hotel, That's which right. is a very historic building in Meridian, Mississippi, and we thought we would bring it live to you and give you a little uh, information on why we're here and what we're doing. Yeah. So we we uh, we're at the small MML, which is a Mississippi Municipal League uh, conference here at. Uh, the uh, historic uh, three-foot hotel, I believe is what it's called, uh, here in Meridian, Mississippi. And we're here uh, learning about this morning. We went to a class about economic development. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit, uh, Natalie or Beth, one of y'all? Well, the economic development, they were basically just talking about what's the difference and what does it mean for economic development for your community. In Hernando, we are very fortunate you know, we look at all of the cities across the state of Mississippi. We look at their size. We look at the challenges that they have. And we in Hernando are so fortunate to not have issues with, we're grow, first of all, we're a very growing community. I know that's controversial for a lot of old Hernandoans, which that's what I am. I've been in Hernando since 1964. 64. But yes, I'm, I'm, I'm an old one. I'm an old one. But the thing is, um, my parents moved to Hernando when I was seven weeks old in 1964, so y'all can all do the math. But other than that... It means about 37, 38. It, exactly. I, I might be in my late 40s. But anyway, the thing is, we look at economic development. We look at where our thoroughfares are, um, getting to Hernando, from Hernando, and everywhere around us. So when we look, when we come to these meetings, we look at and compare all these other cities that are smaller than us, and they are not flourishing like we are. So when we look at what can we do better compared to what they can do better, we're such an advantage. And I hate to say it like that, but we are at an advantage because we're I-55, we're 51, we, and 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 I yes, I I two sixty nine. We are so fortunate that we have such growth in Hernando, South Haven, in the DeSoto County area that some of these other counties in Mississippi do not have. So when we're looking at economic development as a whole, we're looking at what do cities want in their communities? They want stores, they want uh, shops. They want multitudes of opportunities for their communities to grow. We are experiencing that now in Hernando, and a lot of people don't understand that part of it, but we don't reach out to companies and say, hey, come look at us. We, we want an Aldi. We want a Chick-fil-A or whatever we want to do. Are you saying that we, we're going to go to Chick-fil-A? No, I'm not saying we're going to. I'm just saying that because of our size, these type of chains look at Hernando to see if they can flourish in our 
city. So it, it's out of our control. You cannot, con, you cannot sit there and control who someone sells their land to and what they can develop on it other than basic building guidelines and they have right, to stay right. within That's those right. guidelines so if it's if it's already zoned a certain way then correct that type of building can go where it's already zoned right. for example the the dunkin donuts and the whataburger which people are questioning but those were already zoned and those were those type of businesses were acceptable in that zoning and so they're allowed to go there and they have to follow our building guidelines and our design guidelines and and that sort of thing. Right. And so a lot of people don't understand that. We're not shutting people down from coming to Hernando. We encourage people to come to Hernando, but we want it to be the right growth in the right locations at the right time. So that is what we learn at a lot of these small town conferences and at these conferences that we go to throughout the state of Mississippi in the MML, which is municipal, Mississippi Municipal League um, type conferences, it gives us opportunities to reach out to other cities. What are they doing that works? What are they doing that's not working? What can we do to improve and control growth? Um, it's all a learning process. We also see all these different cities around uh, Mississippi, and you know, we see that most of our biggest problems is how to control traffic and how to control Absolutely. the growth <clears throat> and the infrastructure. And when I meet other people from around the state, I realize that, you know what, like those are good problems to have because other cities, most of the cities in the state are dealing with things along the lines of, um, you know, they didn't have a grocery store nearby. We learned about one today yeah, that Marks, Marks yeah. yeah, you know, they went for a while where the closest grocery store was 18 miles away. Um, so, you know, I'm glad that that we are dealing with the problems that we're dealing with and not things like um, not being able to get our right. groceries. So, so one thing that Ben and I, when we do the podcast, we talk about the DeSoto County bubble or the Herdano bubbles is, is people don't realize when we talk about the state of Mississippi in general, you're talking about an area that's most of the time economically depressed or um, has some issues in that economic development class we talked about today. Uh, one of the gentlemen talked about, I think he's a town of 1800 or something like that. And he was talking about not having the, the amount of employees to even attract a, a, a large, um, you know, investment to his city. And so they're having to go out and look at the regional area to even get enough people to even in the county, yeah, in the county, the yeah. county and even, right. you know, even larger than the county to, um, you know, get a development uh, big enough to, hey, we can provide those workers. And we just don't have those problems in Hernando and DeSoto County. We're able to say, hey, we have a workforce that's available. Uh, we have a workforce that uh, has the educational requirements to, to develop something. That's how, how we're able to attract a, a business like AWG. Uh, you know, we have the Kroger Marketplace, which is just a lot of people don't give that enough credit for what, what we're able to provide there. So, it, it, you know, we don't have those um, – we're not contesting on what, what business uh, can come right. to Hernando. We're able to choose and pick and choose and maybe uh, decide what's best for Hernando and not just, hey, whatever whatever can come and, and, and pick that. Does that make sense, I guess? Yeah, and basically the way it looks, too. So our planning department, I will give them extreme yeah, they do kudos. Awesome they do a great job. job. Fabulous job. Everybody in our planning department does a great job. 
we all work together very well. We're on a, we're truly becoming a fine old machine. But the thing is, you know, we've had some issues in the past with, you know, not having enough employees and, you know, not having people, the right people in the right places. We all work well together. We communicate well. We want the best for the city of Hernando. Um, I'm from old Hernando. And when I say I'm from old Hernando, like I said, my parents moved to Hernando when I was seven weeks old. I was a part of Hernando when there were 2,500, 3,000 people in Hernando. I've seen all the changes. I want good changes. I want Hernando to look appropriate and blend in and not be mismatched buildings and things that just really do not um, fit, you know, the structure that we're wanting and just are not aesthetically pleasing to everyone that's here. Growth is essential and it is going to happen. But when we come to these conferences, we feel so fortunate to be in Hernando and that we have the opportunities that we have and we are not we're not facing the downfalls that some of these other Mississippi towns are facing and you know I looked at Natalie today in a meeting I looked at Chad I'm like oh my goodness I mean we're so blessed to not have um, these issues that we're facing and I said the bottom line is we we Growth is going to happen, but we just want it to be the right growth in the right places, and it just complement our city. One thing, um, Natalie, I don't know how you thought about this, but when, when the economic development class, <clears throat> you mentioned that I think 10% of the, of the cities in Mississippi are less, or, or excuse me, 10% of the cities in Mississippi are more than 10,000 people. Right. Um, and then also they did a survey, I think, of 750 cities, and, and the number one thing that uh, most people thought in their city was infrastructure problems. So I think I think most cities are the, are the same. They want they want their streets better. Well, in that same study, they said that fifty percent or more of the cities were less than a hundred, less than a thousand in right. population. Right, right, right. So we have a lot of really small. Yeah. We're we're so unique and, and, yes. and, and with a city of seven thousand and whatever thirty five or whatever the number I can't remember exact I think it's seven seven thousand seventeen thousand thirty five people thirty eight people whatever it is and, and we're we're just so unique in that we're continuing to grow year over year uh, decade after decade we're continuing to grow just to give you kind of statistics this is the Mississippi State Extension Service statistics this is not Natalie Chad and mine statistics. These come from the Mississippi State Extension Service. Their website gives data. The state of Mississippi websites give data. This is hardcore data on where we are as a state. That's right. I mean, I will have to say, at all of these conferences we've been to, the Mississippi State Extension Service, they go above and beyond on their classes and their data and their ideas and their creativity and everything. And um, I know I'm an Ole Miss fan, but 
got to give a little props to Mississippi State. They they do a really good job with um, helping cities out and helping the, people grow. They get grow. those land grants now. That's what it is, land <laughs> grants. Yeah. They're very good at what they do. Oh, you're, they you're, you're, you're a state fan, too. So. I'm a Delta State fan. I, I know fan. Ben's a big, big state fan. I'm, I'm a Delta State statesman that is but what's your husband been he's a big state yeah he, he's a graduate and an alumni <laughs> but other than that and like that survey showed i mean one of the things that i know i, I know i think you guys too ran on was a big issue was was in, in, improving our infrastructure potholes and things like that right we, we've all done a, a very good job of improving that over the last four years we've uh, done three a years. lot of street paving yeah we've done a you lot know, of I street think paving. i think we've invested over seven eight million dollars since we've been on the board um, we have, and, and yeah, doing which is that, more than yeah. was done for oh, years. The, the last ten right. years before we right. were on the board, and right. we're continuing. And yeah, that's our that's our focus. But, but I'm we saying that's a, that's the number one issue that in that survey she talked about. The number one issue people were in, in, in towns throughout Mississippi. The number one issue she said that I think over 500 cities talked about was improving their infrastructure issues so that that's an issue that no matter what size of your city the infrastructure problems are going to be uh, your number one concern and we, we've tried to address that we spent a lot of our our budget money into those we, we have the internet sales tax and we've pretty much put all that plus some into improving infrastructure and i think that's that's something that i don't know if we get enough credit for but we certainly have uh, done that and people see that i think we just when we were leaving town on on uh on tuesday i think uh, Center Street there right in front of the Baptist Church was being paved, and we could, we have a, lo a, a long list of things that are going to be paved here. Excuse me, it's going to be paved before uh, before the plant shut down this year that I think, you know, is, is a big deal for people. People see that. So. That's right. true, and we're, you know, we're fortunate that we have had that Internet sales tax um, since we've been around. Uh, we've also had some ARVA funding that yeah. people need we've to keep been able buying from Amazon, right, man? That's right. I mean, keep. Keep shipping stuff to your I, house. I, I and, know my wife does. She, and for sure. She loves, I, she loves Amazon. I participate in Amazon Prime. Yeah, you met myself. a guy from Amazon last night. I, I did. We did meet a guy. We, yeah. You know, He's that's from when, Macomb. That's yeah, right. he works He's for Amazon. He's an Amazonite in Macomb. Or yeah, but yeah. He's a selectman. I'm He's sorry. He's a selectman. Select. They have a different a form of government. <laughs> So he he told us all about it, uh, Beth. So in in Macomb, they have a selectman. There's only six of them, and the mayor doesn't have the opportunity to vote unless it's a tie. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. So you can see throughout Macomb our state. Macomb is just, just south of Jackson. Right, yes. I know where Macomb is. But the thing is, so many different variations of these cities and these structures in these cities. You've got city councilmen. You have aldermen, alderwomen. So selectmen. You have selectmen, which I, I guess I hadn't heard that one. It's, um, I don't think it's very common. Okay. Well, that one was different. But I mean, it depends on the size of the city. Well, so, so the you population. can choose. So you can choose. So we have what we call the code form of government, which is what's in the Constitution, and then cities can then change. Like the city of Jackson, Mississippi, they have their own form of government. Uh, Vicksburg has their own form of government. There's several different cities that have their own, which is a little different than what we have. We have the code form, of, which is what most cities do, like right. South Haven. Um, so it, it's kind of, the, and some people would argue that it's not very effective because you have a weak mayor system or whatever. But uh, I think it's it, very interesting, though, if you go throughout the cities in Mississippi, if you were ever interested in even knowing how these cities uh, within our state are run yeah there's some different it's, ones it's very interesting like beth one one example is like gaucher they have uh, an elected mayor but then they appoint a city administrator who pretty much serves as the mayor and the mayor is just simply the 
kind of he goes to the ribbon cutting and things like that. that's all he does he doesn't really have it a, promotes the city that's right yeah yes. he, he, he's, yes. he's not really an executive it's sort of a figurehead yeah that's right thing. figurehead exactly yeah i mean it's it's very interesting i mean since we were elected because chad natalie and i were all elected, elected in 21 that's right we took office um, in july of 21 july of 21 it has been so enlightening and this is the reason why i ran the reason why i ran was because I wanted to know more about city government and know how I could improve my city that I grew up in. And so, and I know that's what Natalie and Chad wanted to do True. too. And the thing is, it is very interesting and it, it, it's, it's, it's a part of what we do every single day. It's not just handling phone calls and doing this and doing that, but we you know we're balancing budgets and being sure that our employees are happy and they are um, paid at a level that's competitive within our region that's, you know, that we're competing with in DeSoto County and outside of DeSoto County. And so it is, I mean, there's a lot more to it. And we all three have other jobs outside of this. So hey, You mean tell me that this is not a full-time job? It is a full-time job, but we do have other jobs outside you of this. You get paid overtime? No, we don't get paid overtime. No, we don't. Huh? We don't get paid overtime. It, it, it is public record what we make. <laughs> so um, so I, th I think one thing we ought to do, Beth and Alex, since y'all have not been on our podcast, this is, a, this is a worldwide famous podcast. We get, you know, 25, 30 views on this podcast, okay? <laughs> Very famous. So do you want to kind of introduce yourself and talk about yourself just for a second? Beth, you want to go first? Uh, what am I going to talk yeah, about? Beth Rome Ross, District, uh, excuse me, Ward Ward Five Alderman. You want to talk about kind of your where you're from and how you end up in this position, what you do for a living, or? I live in Edgewood Subdivision, which is the very far tip of Ward Five. I've lived there for almost 23 years with my husband. Uh, we have three sons and a granddaughter and a grandson on the way in God. December. Are you a grandmother? I'm a grandmother, and so I'm I'm up there. Anyway, I work in investments. I'm an advisor yeah, with investments. Right. That's my first job and my second job, I'll, which I can't put them in order of one and two because they're both equally important to me. I'm a resident of Hernando, and I support and stand up and speak for the residents of Ward 5. Sure. And I want to make the decisions that are in the best interest of Ward 5 and for the city, all over the city, not just Ward 5. Right. So, so 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 people know Ward, Ward 5 is essentially, or do you have kind of the AT&T store south on that side of town, right, basically? Ward 5 has changed a little bit because yeah. we've grown further east. But you're right. But you, you and Ben Mount kind of Pleasant, share that area right there. Well, Mount Pleasant Road. Yeah. Me and you butt up against each other right there at Mount Pleasant. Um, actually, actually, the house that my parents built on Mount Pleasant Road okay. is in Ward 5, okay. and I grew up there, which is ironic, but I go all the way down to the bridge 
um, on Mount Pleasant on the right-hand side. Okay, on the right-hand side, right. On the right-hand yeah. side. The like left- Ellen Journing used to live, and then there's the house with the, the for right. sale and just recently Right, so the left-hand side, for the most part, is Ward 4, which is yours. Yes, right, yeah. We, we used to have some of that, and we just recently redistricted. We've recently redistricted. We haven't uh, applied all that redistricting yet. Yeah. Change in population numbers, not to, like, get too confused. Yeah, there's, there, there's a centrist, there's a, a, a centrist district right there, a centric that, that she has to, she, she still got a touch right there, don't you? And what we're trying to do with this redistricting is we are required by law to change some of the guidelines of how many people are, are in each ward because we cannot have a certain percentage over when That's right. I think in it's one ward or the other, 10%. Ten percent. Yes. 10%. Yes. For example, Ward 1 happened to, yeah. after the census, yeah, we, we uh, bump Ward each 1 other was, on the side. <clears throat> right. was the biggest ward uh, yeah. in, in the city. And so I had to lose. A little bit. And other wards had to, to gain uh, to make it all less than 10%. And I had to do the same. So I'm going to pick up. I'm going to, we're going to conform more of Ward 5 into Ward 4 for Wallace Johnson because it makes more sense to keep it more... We, we call it Deer it s- Creek now. We call it Deer Creek now. now. Oh, is it Deer I, Creek? I mean, uh, Beth, we call it Deer Creek. Now. Well, in my well, day... there's still sections. Well, that we, we don't call it Wallace Johnson. That, that, that's an old in school. My day, I like that. I like in the my day, school. it was Wallace it Johnson. Was. Okay. I'm going to still call it that. Yeah. In my day, it was Wallace Johnson. But the thing is, we're trying to keep neighborhoods together so it's that's not right. as confusing. Ab- absolutely, we are. Which is confusing in uh montclair splits ward one and two um but at the same time where we do like to keep the neighborhoods together we have to go by census block which is not defined by us that's defined by the u.s US government right Right. and so sometimes we we want to keep them together but the census block doesn't allow us to and so we try our best but uh in some cases like as in montclair we we just can't do it but um for the most part natalie you want to talk about so you're you're the district one uh or excuse me i keep saying district ward alderman uh ward one alderman and you want to talk about your your kind of your 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 path to hernando i'm ward one my path let's see i was uh i'm from meridian which is where we're sitting i was actually born just a few blocks away. And, from and by the way, this is a cool city. I've never this, been to Meridian. It is neat. And I thought this it's city beautiful. was like half the size. This is a nice it's city. It's beautiful. I've, I've really been impressed with Meridian. Meridian is a, it's a great city. I'm proud to be born here. My parents were both born here. My sisters and I, um, like I said, we could see uh, the hospital where I was born from the rooftop yeah. uh, of this hotel. So it's it's pretty cool and I'm, I'm happy to be back. I'm always happy to be back here. Did you get to see your church here. you went to? I did go to my first, church. First Baptist of Meridian, right? Central Methodist. Central, Central, Central Methodist. United wow, Methodist okay. is, where, okay. is where I went. I went. I stopped by there today. Kindergarten, so. right? I did preschool at the First Baptist oh, okay. Church. That's where I got the First Baptist. That's right. That's but right. I attended Central United Methodist. So, uh, so I was in Meridian um, through my elementary years, and then I moved to Jackson, did junior high and high school, graduated from there. Um 
went to Ole Miss, uh, met my husband Josh, and that's how I ended up in Put Hernando. Put Josh's last name out there. Everybody knows the Lynches. Put Josh, Josh Lynch. Yeah. Josh Lynch. Um, Mama Lynch was our was our was our was our uh, you know uh, uh, when I went to high school, Mama Lynch was in charge of all the Diamond Girls. Everybody that's right. Knows, everybody she knows Miss Lynch. She was a great great lady. So. so the Lynches have been in Hernando for a while, and um, the three boys, you know, they all graduated from Hernando, and so. Uh, they were involved in baseball, and um, their family's just always been, you know, doing good stuff around town. Sure, absolutely. So, yeah. um, I'm blessed to be a part of the Lynch family, and yeah. I've been here for uh, over 20 years now, and I enjoy serving Ward 1. Um, I really think of the alderman position as, as service, and I just enjoy you know, helping people out and working with my constituents and, you know, making Hernando a better place to live for everybody. And Natalie and I, I served totally on, agree. Natalie and I served on a planning commission there for a little while together. Yeah. So we, that's how we first met. And then Ward 1 is essentially, you know, down Oak Grove, uh, Montclair so a little bit. I kind of take, like, the whole western side of the city. So sure. I go from, from south to north, I go from from Montclair, Oak Grove area. I currently I live in Oak Grove myself, um, and we hug the whole. You're, you're west a big one for the roundabout, right? You, you like the roundabout. You know, <laughs> what are you laughing at? That's I, we, I we love am, a roundabout. I'm I'm okay you, with you the roundabout. roundabout. I am because <clears throat> I drive up Oak Grove multiple times a day, and I sit at that stop sign. That's right. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> And so I will be happy to just continue moving. Yeah, I'm excited. About um, it. You know, we'll have some growing pains when we it's are be, it's constructing be interesting. that. It'll be fine. But I will just probably take an alternate route those few months. But I'm I'm looking forward to just yeah. well, we learned we learned the moving. other day that they, we were in a process of buying the, the right of ways there, so that hopefully we'll have that we'll have that. Yeah. And that that is an M dot. Yeah, that is an M dot decision, that's not right. yes. the city. My, that is uh, true. Senator Mike McLennan got us some money for that, and hopefully we will be able to um, start construction maybe in the spring, so we can get that's that done right. by the summer. So. And we that you're correct, Beth. We it, it is an M dot because Highway 51 is, is a, a state, state highway. highway. That's right. uh, we we are facilitating the construction. We're facilitating the engineering, but we under their guidelines. That's right. We do not. We don't, as a city, get a choice on what is, is going, going there. there. Yes. Um, so the roundabout it is. And yes. so we're we're looking forward to some we will conform. better traffic. We will conform. It'll Wait, be fine. Uh, what? That's conform. right. Conform. 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 Conform will be fine. <laughs> I'm fine with roundabouts because I want one at... Uh, Mackinville and Holly Springs, and we, so and, and we've got that. We have it in the budget. We have it in the. Are you making an announcement, Beth? But make the announcement. I'm just saying we've got it in the budget. We have it budgeted for the 23, 24 um, fiscal year of I the city of Hernando. That will be. He's making an announcement. I think now. That's yeah. well. It's you it know. Sounds to me like like Beth Ross just made an announcement that we're getting a roundabout. At Holly Springs and we have, we have said proposed it. it, proposed, and we have budgeted for it. And our city engineer has done all of the background yeah. um, studies on why it's needed and why that is the best choice for that location, and not 
stop signs or red lights or anything else in that curve. Yeah, it is a, a dangerous note, curve. We, 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 have, we have studied that curve. We've looked for at years. That, you know, I yes. know that's a big thing that uh, <clears throat> Beth has looked at, and, and, and Joe Frank Lauderdale, our city engineer, has looked at, and he, he has made the recommendation to put a roundabout there, and so we have committed the funds to do that, and hopefully we have that done, you know, the engineering and so forth done in the next it's 18 months It's probably so. one, I mean, me personally, I, you know, Natalie's on the far west, I'm on the far east. That's right. She's Ward 1, I'm Ward 5. We're, like, the furthest points from one another. That's true. But our, but the needs are a lot of the same. Yeah. Her, Hernando has a huge yeah. need for infrastructure improvement. Yes, and There's I no think that's probably that. one of the best locations right. for a roundabout that I could come up with. A lot of people are negative. They don't want them. Well, you they're can't worry different. about the negative. But well, with that yeah, tight curve, that, it's, that it's 90-degree curve we can't is figure also out anything else. the offshoot of right. Mackinville going south. Right. It is... The, the roundabout, I think, especially there, is going to be a great asset. Yeah, it, it, it's going to keep, keep traffic moving. As we know, that the school traffic gets backed up there a lot. And, and, but one thing we have to remember is, is a lot of times the private sector can move faster than the, than the than public sector. They're able, to make, they're able to build subdivisions a lot faster than we're able to improve the infrastructure. And so that's what we're playing catch up. I think our board has done a good job of investing in infrastructure. We've made, like we talked about earlier, what, $7, $8 million in improvements. Uh, we're continuing to invest in that. And, and I think the citizens of Hernando will see a big difference here in the next, you know, next, what, 18 months or so. We'll see, we'll see a roundabout there. We'll see a roundabout in your ward, Oak Grove in 51. Um, we're, we're looking at some, some type of traffic signal at uh, 51 in Parkway in my ward. Uh, there's just a lot of issues that we're trying to address, and just it costs money. It's very expensive to do that. It does cost money, and the city and si a lot of people, you know, like say you've got something wrong with your driveway or your yard or whatever, you go and get someone to fix it immediately. City government works so we, much slower. Yeah, we, we have to get it's bids. It's we have so to get much bids. slower. We have to have, have bids. Uh, we, just for example. There's so a lot of legal aspects this is something, in you know, having Mike, it happen. Mike McClendon is a friend of mine. He's a friend of yours, Beth. I know. I think I think you too, Natalie. But I, I talked to Mike pretty regular. He has been working on uh, the uh, intersection at 51 Oak Grove for, for three years. We appreciate we, Mike so yes, much as our district well, he, one he, he senator. He has called for me Mrs. about that. He's got yes. money you know, every year for us, that, and we finally have enough money to do that. That just is how long it takes to get things done through the public. It takes uh, a long time. Public sector or the, or the government to do things. It just takes that money to get money advanced, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get that done this year. And there's some other issues. As soon as we get that done, we, we're always very concerned about the intersection at 55 in Commerce. We're working on working with uh, John Caldwell, our, our northern, uh, northern uh, Public Service uh, Transportation Commissioner, Transportation to get that done. He, he, he's promised us we're, we're trying to get that done. So there's just so many if issues that we have in our and we're trying to address them just as quick as we can. You know, that's one thing I've learned <clears throat> since being on the board is that, um, you know, I, I would like things to move faster. Uh, but I've learned that as long as we are moving forwards, we are getting things done. We may be taking very small steps, but as long as those steps are still going in the right direction, then we're good. Um, I wish we could move more quickly, but sure. it just does not move fast. Yeah, government's very slow because there's so many legal protocols to have to go through. And the general public does not truly understand that. 
I didn't understand it either. So, um, you know, just tune into one of our meetings, the the second. City of oh, Hernando actually, YouTube page. Yeah, YouTube page, City of Hernando YouTube page, the first and third Tuesdays. Planning Commission is the second Tuesday. And the, and the Planning Commission is the second Tuesday. So if you're just interested in just seeing how things work and you don't have the time to come to a meeting at 6 o'clock on those days at the City Hall, tune in. It's well, very interesting. Some of it could be kind of boring, but it still mo- gives you the idea. Most of it's kind of boring, but we try to be as transparent. I think it's tra- I think we're more <clears throat> the most transparent government in the state of Mississippi. We we have this little podcast we do, me and Ben, and you guys are on here tonight. And then also we, all all our meetings are on YouTube. I mean, we we put things out. I mean, I know Natalie, you share things about every meeting on, on your Facebook page and. Uh, anything we accomplish or, or things we do, we put out there. We, we, it's yes, just, we, we, I know several of us, you I know, we'll, we'll post the agenda. And absolutely. And so, um, you know, I really recommend that, you know, at minimum our citizens will, you know, our, you can sign up for email alerts sure. with our city of Hernando uh, website and you will be emailed the agenda. I know several of us posted on our Facebook pages. Um, please read the agenda, and if it has anything, you know, that you feel has any importance to you, you know, tune in to the, the yeah, YouTube. Absolutely. Watch it live. Or, or even, uh, even watch that, it the recorded I mean, version. We're all accessible, so if you have a question. Give and us you, a call. And, and, you know, what I always say is, hey, reach out to your Send older an person. Email. Yeah. You know, Beth, all our information is on the website at uh, cityofhernando.org. I think we're all very responsive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, There's no question about that. If you email or call any of us, um, I think I can speak for everyone and say we will we will respond. Absolutely. And we will, we will get back in touch with you. Beth, you like speed bumps, all right? I like. I don't like speed. My car does not like speed bumps, but I think they are effective I've, in certain I've, I've areas. I've ridden with you for. You don't like a speed bump. Your car don't. I'm as fast as you. Well, I, I got a little heavy foot, but I mean, a lot of people in Hernando have a little heavy foot. But That's the right. thing is, um, we're all human. We're all human, and we have to look out for our subdivisions, for our our subdivisions that have a lot of children at play. Sure. Um, we've put up several stop signs. We've got children at play signs that are ordered. And what, um, what's, what's the, the subdivision over there by Lee Summit Park? Is that Lee Summit? Is that the that's Lee Summit. I, I know they've had some issues. They complain about people cutting through. Well, they've opened up um, Lee Summit from Mackinville all the way through Summit Drive and um, all the way through to Commerce. Now, I know it's in the works to open Commerce all the way to Jaybird. That's right, yeah. So that is not happened yet, but it should be maybe our planning department said possibly spring by the time. And that's the county doing that's that. That's the yeah. county so, doing that. Yeah, we don't have control over that, but that's given that extra cut through and try to alleviate traffic off of Holly Springs and Mackinville there you know, coming around. Just so people understand. So you're saying yeah. that people will be able to drive from Commerce uh, all the way to Jaybird, and if they want to, they can take a right-hand turn. I'm not sure the street, but get it to Holly Springs that way. Is that right? It's Monteith. Monteith, okay. Yeah, so the thing is... Um, I know you work very hard for your constituents out there to, to help them. Well, the thing is, when you have a, a city street that has been dead-end sure. for all these years, and those are legally open and available 
to be a through city street if the development calls for it. So you're saying that's that what if, happened when the people purchased a property that was a dead end, and now since we've had a developer come in and, and, and then develop that neighborhood, now it cuts all the way through. He yes, and it so the developer finished. You've had some of that in your area, but too. most of the time it is always planned. To be a through street. Sure, yeah, and, but people don't realize that when they buy the property. Well, it's because we most of our neighborhoods they're connected, and so you may there may be a dead end, sure. but it you know when the land gets developed, then it connects to another neighborhood, which does cause there are multiple places around town that people use as cut throughs. Mm -hmm. In residential right. areas. Yeah, um, I know like Lakes of Cedar Grove is a big cut through for people getting to the middle school and high school. I don't know anything right. about um, that. I don't know West about Valley that. Street and Elm Street are big cut throughs for people not wanting to hit the light at the square at 51 and Commerce. Yeah. Um, those are just a couple. And as far as speed bumps go, they would probably be prime areas that yeah. a speed bump could go to maybe... And if, if people looked at our last meeting, we're looking at an update and maybe changing that. We've had, I think, 15 people put in for uh, speed bump applications, and they were denied because of different reasons. So we're, we're looking at that. And maybe we're we reevaluating those and what caused those to be denied. So with the changes, because with any, any new ordinance, and a lot of people are like, that's government overreach. That's just too much. I understand that. But the thing is... When you're looking at an ordinance, you've got to have some type of control. You can't just have speed bumps pop up, pop up all over the city. So we want to have some conditions that are met before it it is even considered for that area. You know, with traffic, with possible accidents. Now, I don't want to see accidents. I don't want to have an accident because that means someone was harmed. Yeah, nobody wants that. No one wants that. But the thing is, we want to consider so many different things. And the way the current speed bump ordinance was written, it was pretty stringent. But we are going to look at a few things and say, hey, is it maybe okay for this location of the 14 that were sent to us? That, or the planning commission that didn't meet the criteria and maybe the board fire and police because that is huge fire and police that that's a very important factor in how they travel to an emergency is it going to be a hindrance so we have to look at all of that there's a lot more to it than you just want to stop speeders in your neighborhood um, we want emergency vehicles to be able to get there safely and effectively and not tear up city equipment and, you know, all that happens in the meantime. So the thing is, there's a lot that goes with this. So with any ordinance, with the food truck or if it's with the speed bump. Sound. The noise. That's right. Well, uh, I sound, think that we're they're, they're, all... We're all... We're all open we have to start somewhere right well yeah. yes and then <clears throat> what we're trying to do with any ordinance that we've passed and if there's any old ones that need to come up um you know we start with what we've what we think is a good idea and then we take some data and if we need to change it, it i mean we can change it um it's not just set in stone when it gets passed correct Correct. And we're trying to do the best for the citizens of Hernando. We're trying to keep up with the changing times with the growing city. 
Um, we're just trying to do the best we can. So we're welcoming all of your input. Reach out to your alderman. Reach out to me, Ward 5. Reach out to Chad, Ward 4. Reach out to Natalie, Ward 1. Reach out to Andrew, Ward 2. We've got Bruce Robinson, Ward 3. And we've got Ben Piper, Ward 6. No, and we've don't, got our, don't, don't mention Ben. Ben, he's too cool for us. No, we've got Alderman at Large, <laughs> Doc Harris. And please love- reach out to our mayor. We are all a good team. Yes. We are working in the betterment of Hernando. We want mm. to... Hear yeah. your thoughts, your concerns, and we want to do better. Well, one thing we that need I, the yeah, the citizen input. We want the citizen input. We want y'all Correct. to tell us. We want you to contact us and tell us specifically what you think Hernando needs and what we might need to change. One thing that I think is cool about our board is we're able, if if, if we make a decision on something and somebody comes back with some information that we may not, oh, we made the wrong decision. We're we're not scared to say, hey, oh, you're right. Let's change that. Let's let's do what's what we that's think right. is right. Right. And, and that I think that's something that uh, you don't see a lot in, in in government, is people admitting, hey, we may not have made the best decision at first. And like you said, Natalie, we're we're making the best decision that we can with the information we have at the time. And if somebody provides something to us at the at a different time, uh, we we've shown time and time again if that's with the noise ordinance or with the with the speed bumps or with the food truck ordinance where where we're, hey oh, you're right that makes sense let's let's make a change let's tweak it a little bit let's do what's best for the citizens of Fernando and I'm I'm very proud to serve on a board that does that. That's right. I think we we just we 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 work together and we want to work with the people and we we are all just diligent about. We want the best for Hernando. And I I believe that. I mean, I think everybody that serves on that board that I serve on, the the, the seven people you mentioned, uh, Mina Beth, uh, we we all want what's best for Hernando. That's great to work on a team that that believes that way. I want to reiterate this. I mean, we're we're residents and citizens of Hernando, too. Um, We're no different than you are. We just chose to run for a city position in our ward, where we're carved out in the city just to try to do better. We're no different than you are. Yeah, I'm, we're not smart. I don't think we're claiming to be smarter than anybody or anything like that. We're just trying to do what's what's better. Like, you know, Beth has been a resident here since she was, you know, four years old or whatever, three years old or whatever. An infant. An infant. Uh, excuse me, I'm two sorry. Two months old. Two months excuse old. Me. I'm sorry. Two months old. Let's not get crazy and, and, now. And, 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 and now. Now Natalie's a transplant, but we'll, we'll take her. She, <laughs> I'm, I'm not too much more of a transplant than you, Chad, <laughs> right? What year did Shots you move fired. here? What year did you move I, I, here? I've been here since uh, since seventh grade. So whatever. Which is what year? <sighs> you make me date myself. I'm scared to do that. I'm, I'm asking. Hey, I'm a young man. I'm asking. No. What year uh, was that? So I, I just spoke to the sixth graders, and uh, I think so. I moved here in 1997. I think. Okay, so I'm 2003. So I'm not. So I graduated high school in 2000. Okay. So well, we, we so were, I'm six years past. Yeah, we were toilet paper. Behind you. Yeah. Well, the thing is this. Just like one of the cities <laughs> brought up today, one of the cities brought up, I thought it was kind of funny. They were talking about, in a meeting, like the old residents. Sure. And the old residents. Yeah, that, that, share that example. That, that was that, something. That was a good example. It was a yeah. good example. And they were like judging people on how long they had lived in their city. And someone had stood up before the board 
and they had only been in the city for like 23 years, they were not considered old city residents. They were a transplant. They were yeah. a transplant. So nobody respected their decisions. And they didn't respect their decisions or even their their ideas. And so I was like, that's crazy. That's so much like Hernando. You know, there's old Hernando and there's new Hernando. We're all Hernando. Um, whether you've been here six months, whether you've been here six years, whether you've been here 65 years, the bottom line is we're all here trying to do the same thing. That's right. And it was just kind of funny that they brought this up in this small town meeting, which is a smaller town than us, but they were downgrading the people that had, that someone that had been here 23 years and they didn't want to listen to their comments. Yeah, they, they were trying to bring a business into that city. And right. They, they'd only been here 23 years. Right. And That's the people not, who had been here long, oh, this, 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 this person's not yeah. been here long enough to, to bring stuff to our city. They're not legit enough, legitimate enough to have that type of, um, I guess, information to bring toward the city well, that yeah, we're going to listen to. I was like, that's crazy. We don't need to be like that. What's the, no. What's the purpose yeah, of having right. a food I mean, ordinance is what's Hernando the most important thing well, that mainly, people don't understand. Yeah, well, we wanted to... It's been issued on social media. So people were not... We have food trucks in the past. They may not have had a business license for Hernando and they didn't have the sales tax for Hernando. And so... By passing the ordinance, we're requiring people to apply for a conditional use permit, uh, which has to be approved, which means that they will get a um, put Hernando as one of their um, sales tax locations, uh, which if you have a business, you can have multiple locations for sales tax. And you, when you file your sales tax, you choose which location you, uh, your profits came from, and that's like the location that gets your sales tax dollars. So we definitely want to have Hernando as, you know, having getting those sales tax dollars and not those going to elsewhere. Um, also, the business license just keeps us where, you know, we know who's operating in our town. That's right, and they're following our guidelines. We had no control. Uh, health department, we had no control. So, I mean, it was something that we were kind of forced into doing, um, and it is you know, part of doing business in the city. We just wanted to be sure that we are doing what's in the best interest of our citizens. Yes, we like food trucks. That's a very trendy, trendy thing right now. So at our last meeting, we we approved two uh, conditional use permits. The the first two. uh, Which we've approved uh, for... uh, Vance Daly to have a food truck park um, adjacent to his law office on his property there on Commerce Street. Um, He can have up to six food trucks. Um, Part of that is that he has to provide um, a bathroom. He's going to um, add more uh, solid surface parking to his business. then also the Commerce Street Market, uh, the Bagel Guys coming back, which I know a lot of the people. Bagel guy. The Bagel Guys coming how, back. How did Hernando make it before the Bagel Guy? I, I don't know, and I've, I've Beth, never. You know, you're, you're, you're older than me. I mean, what did y'all do before the Bagel Guy? We didn't eat bagels. I've never purchased a bagel from the Bagel Guy, but I'm looking forward to it. At least not not that good. At least not that good. I do like bagels. You know, I was in Jackson for a while. He's got some good bagels now, I will say. They melt in your mouth. 
We had Beagle Bagel and <laughs> Beagle Bagel. That's where I got some bagels. That's so right. I'm gonna have to try this this uh, new he, bagel guy. He, his bagels are legit now. I will say. No, so he, he's he's, he's gonna good. come four times a month uh, to Commerce Street Market, and they also asked for a food truck at their location once a month that sure. will probably vary from month to month. I sure. would guess. Um, so I think it'll be it'll be a good um, interesting new food option for Hernando and we'll we'll see how I mean I know Commerce Street has has had things in the past so I think that's going to be par for the course but um, the daily food truck park I I don't know how that's going to turn out we'll and so we'll, we'll see. see how that goes and uh, that'll that'll be interesting to see how that develops and and what that'll turn into Beth you have any final thoughts before we sign off here no thank you very much for having Natalie and myself on tonight okay um, we thoroughly enjoyed being in Meridian and just being able to experience, um, one, how fortunate we are to live in Hernando sure. and um, not having to, we, we don't encounter the same issues that some of these smaller towns do, but we are constantly learning when we go to these type of conferences, we are constantly learning how we can do better, how we can improve just the aesthetics of our city for as minimal cost as possible. And um, I just appreciate you having us on here yeah. just Natalie, to kind of, you know, any final thoughts? describe it, what yeah. we're doing. I also appreciate you having us um, the same, these conferences, you know, we learn, we learn about um, grant opportunities. We, we network, we meet people. Um, we, it's, it's nice to put like a, a face to a name. Um, it really, it's beneficial for Hernando to, to send representatives to these things because, sure. um, you know, these people see us and they see what we're doing and uh, we're just, they continue to, you know, support us and, and as we support them. And it's, it's just a great thing to see. Well, sure. Well, thanks for listening to the, uh, the boardroom podcast. I am uh, Chad Wicker, Ward 4 Alderman. Natalie Lynch, Ward 1 Alderman. Beth Ross, Ward 5. Thank you. Now you hear the song. Waiting on a train.